0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You
1: know, this fan base is amazing. The city of Cincinnati is amazing. And I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Desmond fakes a handoff, runs to the right. He's got all sorts of room to the 30. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Bearcats! 25, towards the middle of the field at the 35. And he is gone! Trey Tucker will take it. 98 yards to the house. Ball poked away by DeJulius. Diving on the floor to grab it is Oguama. Bounces it for Lockett. Fires ahead to Adams Woods. to Julius for three. Good. Cincinnati has scored 17 straight. The one-handed catch hands it off to Marcus Jones. He has it the 34. And it is over. Zero losses. Zero losses. Doubt opportunity seized as the Bearcats send a message to the college football world. Did you see that?
0: Hello, listeners, new and old. Welcome back to your favorite Bearcats podcast, Beagle the Cats. I am your host Justin Howells, accompanied by my great friend Steve Maurer, and we are here to bring you the very best of the Bearcats twice a week in our standard weekly previews that are every once in a while now and our post-game coverage on Twitter Spaces. We we are going through a, a bit of a culmination of years and years, of a lifetime of suffering that is finally paying its dues, and it feels good to be a Cincinnati Bengal fan. Steve, just... You're damn right it touch does. us up to speed. It's,
1: <laughs> this is, this is, it just doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. Oh. Well, Justin, they say there's no easy wins in the playoffs, but that one looked pretty damn easy on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the The code cane tiger uniforms were in full effect, and uh, mm-hmm. they the Bengals played so well that uh, the, there is Bills fans petitioning the NFL to outlaw white uniforms during snows. Buffalo fans, <laughs> Justin. Buffalo I, fans. I, I was just having the time of my life. Like you could not have knocked me down with any news. Uh, even some news that we'll talk about later in the show. But uh, anything that what else that happened on Sunday, you couldn't have taken me away from. You couldn't break my soul on Sunday.
0: Just got to say Just this, Buffalo pay. fans, you do realize that your team is in total control of what jerseys they choose. And you chose to wear the color that sticks out in the snow.
1: Well, Tough. and also, <laughs> also they're the one wearing the white helmets, too. And we're wearing yeah. like the orange helmets, you know, so...
0: Yeah.
1: But anyway, and, and, and let's be fair. What, what from a
0: distance, what disappears first in a line of sight when you have a bunch of the same height men on a field, the head, the helmet. No, thank you. Sorry, Buffalo. Uh, you sucked. You don't suck, yep. but you did suck in that game. <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. It's just a, it's just a, it's so beautiful right now to be experiencing this ride with our lord and savior joseph lee burrow taking us all the way there i wanted to buy a candle this week because i I thought that would be fun um you know because uh there there, there's some good candles out there on ebay and etsy and i I thought it might be a good idea um it might not get here by game time but uh you know what it doesn't matter i'm gonna be using it for the next few years so and uh, uh hey you know could be uh if everything holds well and maybe I get lucky I could be seeing the Bengals live in person in Arizona in the Super Bowl in a couple weeks obviously got to take care of business on Sunday but very exciting notion
0: that would be fantastic you don't have to worry about flights or a place to stay (laughs) that is about as good as it gets folks um yeah this is this has just been kind of a whirlwind of a past few I mean two seasons now but Few weeks just in the playoffs. I mean, the Bengals constantly defy expectation. And and for those of you who do, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a quick, quick side note here. Uh, for those of you who this might be your first podcast, because every podcast is somebody's first, we are a Verkat-centric first and foremost, but this is just this is just an otherworldly situation that we have going on with the Bengals. So we're starting off with that. But with that aside. Um Yeah, it's this is just a point in time where everything just just hitting right at the right time. And this same conversation that I keep seeing coming up, um, you know, Cincinnati, I will say to the to the credit of some doubters uh, is always given that sort of little brother rub that they always love to give us. And, and it's it's that we're always too small of a market. We're not a, you know, diehard fan base. We're not a, yeah, yeah, we're, we're not it. And sucks to say for everybody else, but uh, when we send those teams packing and we're still playing and all the media darlings, like the bills and hopefully the chiefs this weekend, and, you know, all of these other teams that we play every single year, and we've just managed to make an incredible run are out. I don't know. feels good to be the villain. I mean, if, if, if that's, if that's a role that we're going to play, if Joe Burrow is going to be the guy who's just like, yeah, he's not good and he finds a way to win and everybody's like, I don't understand. He's not, he's not that talented. He's just a good QB who has a lot of weapons. If that's the conversation they're going to have. Cool. Fine. Guess what happens when he ends up winning super bowls and we're talking about him, you know, how are we going to talk about him years from now, years from now, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch.
1: (laughs) I think what sums it up perfectly is uh, Natty underscore Niel on Twitter. Uh, noted member of the UC uh, Twitter fandom. Yes. Uh, but she's tweeted like, uh, y'all just got to let us have this. We were bad for about 30 years there. So uh, like, yeah. we're, we're just enjoying the benefits for once while we went to play <laughs> a few playoff games. And I, I, I think that about sums it up. I'm kind of tired of all the discourse on Twitter now. And um, uh, I'm now even seeing like people just openly like, like saying Lou Anarumo is not a good defensive coordinator and it's Bengals fans saying that. So no one gets the idea of, Hey, we should maybe hire that Bengals defensive coordinator. So um it's gotten to like meme levels in Bengals fandom. And I don't know. I'm just kind of over the whole discussion. I I just want the game to get here. I'm just kind of tired of all yeah. the discussion and stuff, but Hey, you know what? Let us enjoy this, man. This is our guy. This is our time. We're just enjoying the ride here, you know? And, if we don't win on Sunday, then again, it was a hell of a ride starting from zero and two and getting back to the conference championship. I mean, it was, it was awesome, but Hey, yeah, we beat that team three times in a row. Maybe we can beat them another time. Who knows?
0: Yeah. And, and again, to look at the way that we started in conference play or in divisional play, like it, this was not supposed to happen. This is, and this is what we said last year. This is not supposed to happen, but it just is. And you either got to be here to enjoy it, or you get to watch angrily from a distance, but choose which side you're on. Um, and I, I wanted to add this quick note, um, that it was actually pretty cool this weekend. So if you guys have been paying attention, um, after the games, uh, with playoff run last year, they did it last year. They're doing it again this year. Uh, Zach Taylor sending out game balls to bars across Cincinnati, uh, which is really cool because he actually ended up sending one to Nashville where we are stationed at, well, we, I say, we, I am stationed at here in Nashville. Um, And sent it to Tailgate Brewery uh, over in Midtown. And it's just really cool because we shared a video and just the crowd was like electric. The environment, super great. If you've never been to Tailgate Brewery in Nashville, if you are in town, come through. It is a great environment, especially if you're here during the Bengals season, because it is a Bengals bar on Sundays. Like it's you show up and you will be greeted by a room full of Bengals fans when you walk through the door they see any amount of Bengals gear on everybody's just like who like it, it's 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 the first thing that comes through and i i've walked through since the bars with with Bengals gear on and not had the same greeting so you know it's just a very cool environment to be in but they ended up sending us a game ball and now there's one sitting uh right atop the bar and it's pretty cool i mean it's, it's awesome like it just goes to show like Bengals country moves around a little bit and it's nice
1: yeah, yeah. And like I I'm pretty sure I went to that bar. I went to Nashville in April of 2021. I'm pretty sure I was at that same bar that you go to every Sunday now, which is just, you know, it is a small world after all. So, <laughs> hey, Nashville and Cincinnati being related in good terms, you know. How did we how did yeah. we end up there, you know?
0: Yeah, I I we always joked about that right when I first moved here is that uh I the the last note that I had on Nashville about anything Cincinnati related that goes back years was I would not care if the whole city burned to the ground. (laughs) And here we are now we're living here. So it's, it's been a, uh, it's been a wild ride, but uh, it's, it's a great place to be now. So it's a lot of fun, but yeah, like I said, Bengals getting it done um, and hopefully we'll get it done again. We'll see, you know, maybe Joe Burrow just shuts them all up or maybe Patrick Mahomes limps off the field with his, Fuzzy ankle. I don't know. We don't know the situation there, but we'll see what happens. Um, with all that said, we're going to sweep over into our Bearcats coverage because, of course, we are Bearcats first and foremost. Memphis, rough, tumble. It hurts. Is it fine? Is this just – I mean, we we did say, like, there. You, you expect to win some of these. You expect to lose some of them. Looking down the stretch – We figured it's probably lose the Memphis games, lose the Houston games, win some of the other ones. And now I don't know. It's it's we we just had this conversation right before we got on here and talking, but uh, you know, the Bearcats, unfortunately it's just slipped back in, in first of mind for Cincinnati fans. Like if you're from Cincinnati and you're an all around Cincinnati sports fan, the, they've they've slipped back very quickly. And I, I even said this right after the game is like, they're lucky that they had that game against Memphis in that loss in a game that you very easily could have and should have won on the same day, within the same time as the Bengals game being played. If that didn't happen, I think all of us would have been a lot more pissed off. But <laughs> frankly, I don't think anybody really noticed, it, which sucks to say, but like this team, needs to have that kind of energy behind it and needs to have that momentum because right now, I mean, it's just, we're just jockeying for position in the upper middle of the pack of the AAC.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know, just losing to Memphis is another one that just hurts too. And um, there, obviously there were some snow issues on Sunday where a lot of people couldn't get to the game. Um, They opened up like the lower bowl to any student who wanted to come and uh, the lower bowl, Suffice to say, I uh, was not fool. Um, I do give it to the players. Like, they were able to fight back in the second half and make it a tie game at 50, but then Memphis went on like a 9-1 run, and that ended up being the final scoring margin. Uh, margin of victory for Memphis was 70, uh, seven, uh, eight points, a 75-68 victory, uh, 75-67. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so close enough. But, uh, yeah. They, <laughs> But yeah, it just, uh, it seemed like after that run, like UC was never able to cut back into it again. And, um, UC had cut it to seven, uh, right before half, but then Memphis hit a late, late three to make it a 10 point game at halftime. And, you know, it just, it just wasn't clicking for the Bearcats all day. And, uh, they, I think they started really poorly, uh, shooting from the field as well. And, you know, I don't really have the numbers to back it up. I do have some numbers on a different uh, topic later, but, um, just, it seems like whenever we shoot the three ball, we, we do live and die by the three. And unfortunately we, we did not survive this time. So uh, I I do think it's just, you know, it is what it is, unfortunately. And, um, I'm just hoping that this is not the start of the downward slide where we were at the same spot last year. Um, and we started sliding. Um, so, you know, hopefully the Bearcats can, you know, start taking care of business, but you got to be, a real big team coming up on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it's just, just weird. So, And it's also just weird to talk about this in our pre-show, Justin, but it's also just weird that we have just a, a whole week without Bearcats basketball. Usually, like, there's right. one weeknight game where you can just divert your attention, um, you know, or turn it on after work or something. None of, no game this week. It's just very weird, uh, it, only building up my anxiety for the game on Sunday more, you know. Yeah. Uh, so – So it's just, uh, you know, it's a little bit frustrating, Uh, but I mean, hand it to the players. They, they, they played it probably as well as they could, but the, the cats jerseys uh, didn't really work out for us. One and three in those.
0: Once again, once again, the cats jerseys did not work out against us And the only other time we got it over. uh, Who did we, who did we wear those against Miami? Yeah. So not, not exactly a cupcake, but a gimme for sure. Uh, so it like, that's, I don't know. It's, it's tough to not be able to put the cats jerseys to justice, but, um, yeah, like you said, I mean, hopefully this is not the start of a downward spiral because you lose to Houston or you lose to temple out the gate and then you lose to Houston, as you would expect, you go on, win a couple of gimmies again, and then you end up with Houston or Memphis and take a loss there and now you end up with Houston again and then you follow that with Tulsa which should be fine but then UCF and then Tulane you come back around to UCF a couple weeks later and Temple and Memphis and then it's like I mean what what felt like very we we live and die by the three and we as fans live and die by the outcome of every single game and unfortunately the outcome of this game followed by playing at number three Houston after they just lost to temple at home does not feel very good. It does not feel like there's a lot to look forward to here just because knowing how Houston is, you would think that they would button this up. Maybe we have a chance of figuring something out, but I doubt that Houston's going to be able to give up, uh, you know, another home game and they do have UCF. I think they're playing right now, actually. We should check in on that, but, um, you know, it, it's, again, just one of those situations where you you don't know what to expect now because, again, like these – okay, so it looks like they just finished that up. They did beat UCF, so Houston is now 19-2. and uh, UCF is something in conference. But, anyways, um, this is just one of those situations where you have to just hope and pray that things go – somewhat decently down the stretch be i mean there's there's too many competitive games left on the schedule they they all are winnable but with what we've seen will they be won and that is and that's where it's just so dicey and it's a toss-up every single game and it sucks because we are so consistently inconsistent i feel like i've said that god smite me now if i haven't said it like more than 50 times uh over the past, you know, two years with Wes. But this is just one of those situations where you just have to you, you just gotta ride the roller coaster. <laughs> I mean, it, it it was nice when the Bearcats were winning and then they'd lose one in overtime, and you know, maybe they'd lose one by a couple points, but now this is just a situation where we're just constantly throwing away big games that we should be winning, like. I mean, you've you've got to mention on this, and I'll let you take the reins on this. But Wes Miller, quadrant one, explain yourself, please, please. Yeah. I love Wes Miller, but explain yourself because it is horrid, absolutely yeah. horrid. I don't care if you have year one. I don't care if you have year zero and then year one. This is bad. Yeah,
1: one and eleven in uh, quadrant one games uh, at unto this point. Uh, not, not ideal uh, for your Cincinnati Bearcats to be at that position. Um, I believe he is uh, like 21 and 10 uh, in non uh, quad one games, which is, you know, when the games are supposed to win, I'm fine with that. But I do think like there is just some growing sentiment around the fan base. And, you know, like, not that everybody is out on West at all. I'm not saying that, but I do think there is some thought that, there, there, there's like a, uh, you know, he hasn't really had his signature win yet. And, you know, Illinois you can see last why. year, well, Illinois last year, I wouldn't even like consider a signature win. Like it was so new and so fresh. And since we haven't seen another one like that since then, it just mm-hmm. seems so weird. And like, he's got another shot on, on uh, Saturday and he's got a couple more this season as we play UCF twice still in Memphis later in, this, in the season on the road. He's got some opportunities to get that marquee like other conference win or another one of those games where you're like, "Oh yeah, they definitely played above their competition and they won that one." Like, mm-hmm. you know, and this is like they're they're currently 4th in the American right now, which is about right for this team. And, you know, they're prob they're probably perfectly slotted and like that's like about their level right now. They're they're better than the rest, but uh when you put them against those top three te- well and and temple too because you know it's just, <laughs> just temple. But um when you put them against those top three teams, they're just not able to get it done right now. And I I I do think this is you know a little bit of both. I saw some blame being focused toward the players. I saw some blame being focused toward the coaching staff. I think they both got a shoulder of blame in it a little bit because you know west west brought these guys in and it's his job but it's also the player's job to like you know get get rebounds and make shot like west miller can't make the shots for him (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's just it's it's a team effort and unfortunately it's been a disappointment so far for the boys so I, i i do i do think like he and then like you know who who's to say that this team will like Ten of the, like all all thirteen guys will be here next year. I think we have a pretty good idea that a couple guys will be going out, and a couple guys like West will probably hit the transfer portal again and bring in a couple guys. Um, but you know, it's just I I think everybody would like to see more, uh, and I think that's fair to fair to ask, fair to say, especially in like you know when this is a good program and it's been. Mm-hmm. Four years since we've gotten to the tournament although 2020 was a weird year um you know it's it's been since 2019 over here on my Mm -hmm. on my left shoulder (laughs) since the Bearcats have gotten to a conference tournament uh since the Bearcats got into the NCAA tournament and I guess if we're going to be too good to play in the NIT that is the goal to play in the uh NCAA tournament and I, I I just think people are maybe not apathetic, but they're just like, okay, well, you're not doing it for me right now. There's other things to take my attention.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that, that is the, you know, we, we've seen this, we saw this uh, work out with FC Cincinnati. We saw this now work out with the Bengals uh, of unfortunately still not with the Reds, <laughs> but you know, that there is always something else that is able to take your attention away in this city. And, and it's, Thankfully it's happening, but the Bearcats were, you know, tried and true the solution, especially, you know, during the winter months you would expect the Bengals to be on their slide and Bearcats basketball was going to be rock steady and, you know, looking for a 28 win season. I can't even imagine the thought of a 28 win season now, 27 win season, much less 25 or more. Um, But it's, we're, we're in a case right now that this team is just, I wouldn't even say this team, I'm, I'm, I don't want to throw blame at Wes, but this is one of those situations where Wes, like you said, I mean, he needs a marquee win. He needs that game. And I'm just, I want to be, be fair because every game is very hard to win at the collegiate level. We're never going to discredit that. I didn't play college basketball, so I can't say shit about it. But as a fan, from a fan's perspective, if you go back and watch that game, look how putrid Illinois offense was uncontested that game. We all talked about it a few weeks after we rode the high, but then we talked about it after and we're honest with it. That game, Illinois just straight up lost the Bearcats ended up winning, but Illinois straight up lost that game. So if you take that out of the mix, Wes is and 11 against Q1. And, and this is just not the standard for this program. I don't want to give any credit to John Brandon, but John Brandon figured it out at some points in time. It was messy, but he figured it out here and there.
1: No, there was games. There was games. He started Rapolis Ivanouskis over 20s. I'm not. No, 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 no. Trust,
0: Trust me. I'm not giving the man credit. What I'm saying is in those games where it comes down to crunch time against hard opponents like a Memphis, like a Penny Hardaway's fully stacked roster Memphis, with all of his money that he shelled out to all of his players when he wasn't supposed to Memphis still figured out a way to win in those games. And Wes has just not figured this out yet. And he needs to, that is the honest see, truth this is
1: where I come. This is where I come back to West, though, because Wes doesn't have Jaron Cumberland, Javen Cumberland, Trey Scott. Like he doesn't have those dudes uh, and like to just and go out and get him a bucket. And like, I, I, I just like, I think there's, you're, it's all right to be disappointed, but you know there's just there's just not a la- there's a lack of talent on this team right now. and I, I think it's on Wes a little bit you know for bringing in the guys that he brought in, maybe you know Nil and he wasn't able to convince guys to, to want to play in the american and i can i can get that or like we're all excited to be leaving and joining the big 12 next year where it looks like it's going to be carnage every night by the way and like it's, it's west hard. virginia is like one and seven in league play and they're still on the bubble which is just like yeah. showing you how competitive and crazy that league. three teams is,
0: so. three teams were on the bubble this week three big 12 teams oklahoma state west virginia and i don't remember the oklahoma. other one oklahoma yeah And, but, but I, I still, I want to bounce back on, on you here. I, we're, we're in a disagreement on this one, but again, it's, this is one of those use cases where like, I look at it. I look at guys like Trey Scott. I look at guys like Jaron Cumberland was a, you know, a program wise, a generational kind of talent. Somebody who's just there. Trey Scott, very talented player. Very, very talented player. I love Trey Scott. Trey Scott coming in was not going to start out the gates. You had guys that came into this program under Brandon that were supposed to start out the gates granted where some of them played. No, but <laughs> this is one of those situations where you look at these guys and it's like, you have, I I'm tired of the excuse of not having talent of, we are out talented by, by a lot of these teams. Like there is talent on this team. It is just not consistent. That's the problem. Like I, 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 I think there's there's too much – there's so much leeway being given to Wes because of how badly things went with Brandon in the mess that it was at the end of that. We should have had Tari Eason be a Bearcat, go as a first-round pick to the NBA draft. We're all butthurt about that, and we can accept that. But, like, this is one of those things where your team has the talent. You can't tell me that players that come into this program are not – are not talented enough to not be able to get it done. Like it's, it's, it's just dumb that we accept that these players are not talented enough. That's our quote unquote, not talented enough. I believe firmly that this squad is talented enough to win these games. What happens is they, they take poor shots when they're not supposed to, they, they, they go back up in situations where they aren't, they, they foul. They, and and they're, they're getting better at that, but they foul in situations again where it's just ticky tack, they crumble down the stretch, when they need to like just put up some defense and play hard. And it's we fall apart in these big games, every time we do really well, and then we fall apart. And again, I just can't accept that we're not talented enough. That is the it's it's just it's a bad excuse for this team, because we are talented enough. These players are talented enough to play at the university of Cincinnati. They're talented enough to win these quality games.
1: But uh, okay. My my last argument, we can move on. Jeremiah Davenport is no Jaron Cumberland. Like no, I agree. The kid he's, he's a great kid, but, and also Jeremiah, uh, like Jaron Cumberland was recruited here by Mick Cronin. Uh, Trayvon Scott was recruited here by Mick Cronin. Like those are Mick mixed guys still. And Mm -hmm. I I don't really want to give Brandon credit for that because you know, he kind of held that roster together when they all wanted to burn him in year one. Uh, and yeah. like, you know, just, it obviously all fell apart in year two. And, you know, John Brandon is uh, off, uh, not even listening <laughs> to UC fans at the Dayton, uh, uh, Wright-Patterson <laughs> Air Force Base Museum, uh, which is a funny tweet, by the way. Um, yeah. it, it's just, I, I mean, you know, I I think we're in grants here, but we're just arguing about the development. And I agree with you, Justin, we should be developing these guys. And it's just not getting done. And we just don't have, like, I just don't know how we don't have like a a big other than Victor lock in. And like Odie is very just inconsistent. Like same with Micah. He's, he's on and he's off. Um, I'll bring up my uh, Dav and DDJ uh, stat right now. So um, this year when uh, Dav and DDJ score 25 plus points combined, Bearcats are 11 and one, but their scoring average in our seven, been lost this year 17.7 uh and that's just that's just not going to get it done like there's been multiple games this year this season that i'll look at you know like for example smu we won that game even though davenport had two and ddj had four like last houston game dab had two and like ddj had six and that's just just not going to get it done fellas like i agree the 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 nku game they combined for 17 points oh uh Arizona 19, Ohio state nine, like, you know, and like this last game against Memphis 21, it's just not going to get it done. And like, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I, I just, it's just a little bit, little bit frustrating. And, you know, like those guys, like they've been here for, you know, 77 games together and like, it's pretty crazy that they've been here that long and it still seems to be kind of the same issues and, you know, different coaching staffs and such, but, I don't know. I'm just, you know, and we will have the talent next year as well because you'll have Reed, Talentino, uh, Skillings, Griffith, and Jizzle. That's five young dudes that can play right right away. And you get some, you know, you'll have landers around them. Maybe Micah comes back, get some other transfers around them. Maybe John Newman takes a six-year. That's a decent team. That's not a bad team. I just think it's obviously like we're disappointed by the way we're playing this year. But we just weren't able to get the guys that we needed. And obviously, like, you know, a guy like Kalou, Zikpe, who he's been well and uh, provided value to the team. He just has been outplayed in some of these big games. And it's just, you know, I don't want to say that I, I, I believe in Wes. I believe in his ability to get guys and stuff. But I don't know. Justin, as long as we can keep it under 13 on Saturday, I'll see that it's progress. Can you read <laughs> off the scoring margins for me of the last seven game losses to Houston? Because oh. there's a bill. Code.
0: Quickly. <laughs> it's rough. 13, 38, 37, 22, 18, 13, and 13. So, according progress. to Steve's calculations, if you can keep it under 13, you've made progress. Uh, <sighs> Uh, i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you have that one but this is yeah i mean i agree it's progress is going to be progress and houston is otherworldly right now the problem the one problem the one one problem that i have and this is where i'm i don't want to go back on this for super long i'm going to take 20 seconds look at temple that's all i have to say look at temple You're going to tell me that if you looked at Temple last year and you look at Temple this year and talked about talent and you talked about our talent, where would you put those two on a chart? Where would you compare those two? Would you say that we are more talented than Temple? Yes or no? Okay, then examine Temple's record in conference against the teams that they have played and look at the Bearcats. That is proof in the pudding for my point that talent is not everything, and it does come down to being able to finish and being able to be on your P's and Q's every game and coach and play and play hard and win in the games you're supposed to win in. I just can't accept that Temple's at the top of this conference with Houston, and we and Memphis are not. Like it's, We are going to the Big 12 next year, and it is going to be absolute obliteration. Like, this is this is why I'm so worked up about this is because if you look at what we have next year, I mean, and, and I'll, I'll give it this much. There's like, what, three teams that are six and three right now in the big 12. And then there's like five that are five and three or five and four. Like it is a deadlock race, but there are some very good teams in there. And I think all but like two of those are ranked. If not all of them are ranked in that bracket set. The Bearcats are not at that level, and we need to be very, very fast. If we want to have a chance at not being 100% apathetic by the time conference play comes in next year, I don't care who we play next year, who we go through. You beat Xavier. You've got something going. It's going to feel good. Then you're going to play the Big 12, and you're going to get humbled very, very fast. Houston Yes, they're like number three. They're a top team in the country. That is a huge concern, but that is the metric. If you look at the way we play against Houston, that is what you should expect to play against pretty much every single night when you play basketball in the Big 12. And if, if we're losing by 13, 38, 37, 22, 18, 13, 13, and can't find a single win or even a single loss within five points, it is going to be scary hours. Like real scary, scary hours. That I like. I said it's.
1: We're we're in for it, man. All I'll say is transfer portal, baby. Transfer portal. <laughs> Come on down, get your Big Twelve money here at Cincinnati. That's true. That Come is a down, very good point. play at the shoe. Get play with your Big Twelve money and play with some good freshmen here at the shoe.
0: I'm I'm curious if if you are looking at next year. And as you kind of mentioned already, transfer portal and players that might be coming and going. I'm not going to ask you to call anybody out or say any specific names. How many current starters that are not graduating this year do you think will be on be a starter next year?
1: Um, I, I definitely think uh Micah would come back unless he feels like he's uh wants to like get somewhere else for his uh for a fit year but um other than that i mean like you know probably odie like you know uh, like o- odie and victor uh, so you got three back but like and and you know I, I i get what your point is there justin but like you know you're losing to julius and uh you're you're probably gonna lose um uh who, who's the uh who's the fifth guy i, I can't i can't think today um <laughs> but you know like you, you're gonna have odie all ba- back unless he uh, gets asked nicely to find another home. Um, but, you know, like, uh, I mean, you're going to at least have Victor Locken back, And I think you could probably get Micah back. But that's two, you know, that's two. Yeah. Well, no, no, Landers has another year, right? So if, if Landers decides Landers to Landers should, yeah. Yeah, so, so you could theoretically have four of your starting five back. If Landers does not
0: want to either A, go to the NBA, or B, go to his fourth uh, team in
1: college, We might be offering more money to stay here here than than he might make on a, on a a rookie minimum contract next year, Justin, with no Mm. guarantee that he stays on an NBA roster the whole year. I mean, I mean, (laughs) you know, the comfort safety net of college. Yeah. Donate to Cincy Reigns. If you want to see Landers, not only stay here. Yeah, (laughs) If you want
0: to see all of the Bearcats that you want to see, stay here, stay here. Um, But yeah, this is just, This is the, this is the reality of things is that you are going to see some overturn next year. And again, like I said before, I mean, I think it's just the, the reason that I have been so frustrated with everything is because we are behind the eight ball pretty, pretty massively behind the eight ball and the talent that we are supposed to have developed going into next year and to be ready for next year for the big 12 is not currently all the way there it's not where it should be to at least feel competitive starting I mean look at the players that you're going
1: to lose but you can change it all within one off season with the transfer portal that's all I'll say best you can best college basketball conference best basketball conference you're not telling me that players are not going to want to play in that conference that's 100 agree I'll say.
0: no 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 that's I 100 agree with that I think I think my point just here stems from the fact that like internal talent in this team you've got to hope that
1: but it it doesn't matter like i'm saying it does not matter because you can flip all those guys around make your roster how you see fit like i agree with you justin i completely agree with you all i'm saying is it doesn't really matter it could be a completely different team next year so
0: it could be a completely different team but but you still have to have those core players in there the problem is this is not Cincinnati's not the type of program that flips players overnight and then just goes out and wins everything. Like this, this is not who we are. Like I said, program we are foundationally throughout our entire time as a program have been building from within and core. So unless we fundamentally change our identity in one off season and use the portal in the way that some other coaches have used the portal, and that is what Wes's identity becomes. I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to watch. Who knows? Maybe maybe there could be three guys on this roster again for the god knows how manyth time over the past few years.
1: That's a good way to end the podcast. I don't know. I don't know. Just I don't it know. Right <laughs>
0: it sounds pretty good. Uh, if we have enough time, go bearcat.: Sports Social Podcast Network.